way through. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Coffee with Steve. I'm with a guest, Scott, and I've been trying to get him on the show for... I've been actually talking to him a little bit about the show for a while now, and even before the show started, and just... He would come into the coffee shop and we would just talk about random things at the start of the quarantine. And I was like, man, these would be great topics. So I have him on the show. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few things I wanted because, like, with everything going on with the um, quarantine, I wouldn't even consider this a quarantine at all. I don't even know why. Because I watched a small video. My mom sent me a video of it. It was, like, five minutes, and I can probably show you after. And he goes down the whole entire line of, like, quarantine, like, why words are being misused. <laughs> and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, this is hilarious. Well, like, they were misusing pandemic before it became one. Yeah, and I guess, like, CDC. I've been trying to... The problem with the news and any, like, not news specifically, but just, like, finding things that you see on um, the internet... Mm. And, like, not even Facebook. I don't even, like, anything on Facebook. I always have to, like, like almost fact-check myself. Because I was like, man, if I send this to, like, my boss or something like that or anyone, they're like, oh, my goodness. And it's like, it may not be true. Yeah. And I guess CDC, like, openly admitted that, like, we're past of what is a pandemic now. And, like, they were like, yeah, this isn't a pandemic anymore, guys. <laughs> It's it's interesting you bring up words and how they're misused. I think that's kind of mm -hmm. the goal is to always have us confused. Yeah. So we don't really know exactly what's going on. We don't know if we're coming or going with the whole situation. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, you could say it's not a pandemic anymore because really we're the only country that's suffering at the moment. Yeah. At, at, a, at a mass level. Yeah. So, cause, supposedly. Well, I mean, you look at like when it all started, it was... Um, was it Sweden or Switzerland? We're like, we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to let One it... One of those two, yeah. yeah. One of the Swiss. I think it was Sweden. I want to say that, but I could get it totally wrong. And like, we're not going to do anything about it. And like, Italy got hit. And then when it got to us, it's like, New York, bam, smack. Like, everything. And I, they were saying how like California was supposed to be like the number one spot. And it was like, nope, New York and Florida. <laughs> yeah. But it's... um. No, so, like, I watched the video, and it was, um, he uses, he explains, like, why wearing masks is not that important, and, like, <laughs> the word pan pandemic is misused, and, like, quarantine, he goes deep, like, a little bit, like, into quarantine, like, quarantine is meant for, um, people who are sick, and you have to yep. keep them away from it, sealed, and then, like, when all, it made me think, I was like, when they talked about in this town like shutdown or lockdown they're two different things but they're almost used at the same time yeah like shutdown is like we're supposed to shut down everything for a little bit yes. and like we can do minimum kind of things lockdown is like complete you've locked down the whole entire area and no one goes in and out yes from correct. what i understand and like we've and it's like super confusing because you hear like Gavin Newsom say, <laughs> we're going into lockdown, and the next day, we're going into shutdown. It's like, dude, pick it. Yeah. <laughs> like, which one? I don't know which one it is. I'd like to know if I can leave my house or not. Right? So, it's it's crazy of how, like, um, with this specifically in, like, California, it's like, I guess it's, I don't know if you've heard, like, in 
I think it's Beverly Hills. No, I think it's now all all of Los Angeles, where if like you don't wear a mask, for the first time and you get like caught, it's like hundred dollars, and it goes all the way up to like five thousand dollars, and like that's like two or three months of rent. That's that's here too. That's here as well. Oh, we got here already. Yeah, it started. It's supposed to start uh, on the fourth, for the fourth of July weekend. It was for Monterey said you know just those two days. They were gonna do it so that people wore masks during all the sort of festivities to keep everyone safe. But they started it the Thursday before because I was riding my bike, you know, because I don't wear a mask when I'm riding. Mm -hmm. And I come in into Monterey and there's a sign saying, "If you're not wearing a mask, hundred dollar fine." I was like, "Oh, turn around, went the other way." <laughs> you know, and it's not because I mean I had a mask, so I don't want to wear it while I'm riding. Yeah, I. But that's it. Seems to be that way everywhere now. Like. It's a California thing instead of just mm -hmm. like different counties. I think all counties are doing it now, which is kind of yeah. I think there was I think Fullerton was saying like they're not going to make it. No, they were talking about that we're not going to sh shut down anything or of any sort. Fullerton. I think it, or yeah, Fullerton or something like that. One of the F towns, something <laughs> like that. But it was like yeah. no, it's I was talking to one. Per no, I saw it in one person was driving and they're wearing a mask while driving which is hilarious because i feel like <laughs> and they're just by themselves it's like you're literally like quarantined in your car like nothing's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> like i'm safe in here well when i see like the the uh, elderly doing that i think it's more of convenience so they don't have to keep taking it on and off while they're right. out but for younger people it's kind of ridiculous yeah i always you're in your car what do you yeah. You're already sick already if you got it. Right? I just, I think with the whole mask thing, if people want to wear it, wear it. But I think, like, enforcing it, like, as almost like a law. It's pretty much is a law, but not written in in a way. Is it? Is that one of those, let's uh, call it one thing and then it, another thing and then another thing? Right? I, I feel It's a like, mandate. It's a law. It's an order. Which one is it? Because some can be enforced and some can't. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's one of those like, kind of like an unwritten rule type thing, mm. in yeah. a way where it's like, yeah, it's not in like written in law, like how most things are. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's there, and we're supposed to do it, but not many people do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, I I kind of liken it to, like, traffic laws, you know? Yeah. Because driving, you know, isn't a right. It's a privilege, so they can yeah. create laws and infractions mm -hmm. and, and stuff to go with it. But, you know, now they're making just regular life not a, uh, more of a privilege than a right to be outside. Like, if you have yeah. your mask, then you can go outside. Yeah. You know, it's... like, no, I should be allowed to do what I want. I remember I was... That's, you, can't, you can't say that, because... That's what I think, but the person who lives next to me may not think I. So I shouldn't be going over to his house without a mask on, mm -hmm. if he's inviting me over. Like there has to be a, a, a level of respect between everyone. No, I, I totally get that, and me personally, I just don't like wearing it because if I'm at work, I'll wear it, or if I'm going into a store, I'll wear it. But if I'm outside, I'm not gonna wear it. Like I have the um, like it's almost like a tube thing. I know hunters wear it. You've mm. seen it before. Yeah. I think it's called a gator neck or something like that. And it's the easiest thing to wear because even though it's not going to save me <laughs> deadly, like, it's literally, like, putting, like, 
a handkerchief, like handkerchief and like the gator neck thing is like the worst. They're saying it's pointless to wear those. I just wear it just to make people feel okay. And I took it off one time going out of a store getting stuff and this lady was like, oh, and I was like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm, I'm outside. Like, you're literally 12 <laughs> feet away from me. You're okay. Yeah. She has her mask on, yeah? Yeah. That's the, that's the purpose right No, there. I don't think she did. Oh, well. I think she was, as she was going in, yeah, she wasn't wearing a mask. She was about to put it on. I was like, are you serious? Like. <laughs> it, was, it was funny on the, on the trip I was just on at the, uh, one of the rest stops nobody was wearing a mask oh yeah and i was like okay all right then the next one everybody was wearing it and they're looking at you funny if you're not and I'm like wow each each area is different mm-hmm. so and i remember it was mother's day weekend and my mom came down with her stepdad or not her stepdad well my stepdad and they were they're from sacramento area so they're not used to wearing masks <laughs> now they're kind of it's not i don't think it's as crazy as what it is here but they weren't used to it, and I was like, "You gotta put your mask on." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, just have it on you. It's okay, like outside." But I and I talked to some police officers, and they're like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna like if you get a ticket, you can just rip it up." I was like, "Really?" They're like, "Yeah, like we're not gonna unless follow I think it's up, changed." Follow up on it. Yeah, and I think it's changed a little bit now. But at the beginning, it was like, "We're not gonna, you can just we just rip it up because it's pointless." And I was like. What the heck? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's because they're paying attention as well, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, I always, like, whenever, whenever I'm out, I kind of do the Joe Biden thing where it's just hanging off my ear until I have to put it on. So that's my kind of my goal with it all. Mm-hmm. Have it in case other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it, it, public space is for everyone, and if I'm doing something that's making it uncomfortable for everyone else Mm -hmm. i can either leave or or do the same thing well i going into a store is different yeah i saw this one thing i'll I'll probably send it to you it (laughs) it's um we don't it's talking pretty much in a nutshell i'm not going to get the whole line of it on a sign it says pretty much don't wear a mask in a gun store (laughs) and i was like that's the best like right there you don't want to wear a mask I had a friend that walked in there one time because he actually had a barrel. He had um, the the top of the gun part custom built, like in a very like skeleton like, so you can see the barrel. Mm. And he came in with a mask, and like you cannot come in here. And he forgot, and he had to come out, go back outside, take it off, and then come back in. He's all like, he was so weird going into a gun store with a mask on, and so he'd be like, <laughs> you can't come in here. I'm surprised they don't do that at banks. Yeah, I I thought about that. I feel like we've taken bank robbers' jobs away. <laughs> like, I mean, I I was a teller, and that was always like my fear when someone came in with like a scarf on, or, or they had it up high, and I'm like, okay, what are they up to? Mm-hmm. You know. But, but it's and I noticed, and I've some people were talking about how like wearing masks with the whole protest thing, with especially the riots and stuff, like wearing a mask so they can't be identified. Mm-hmm. And I was like. This is, it's it's gotten to the point where it's it would have happened anyways. Yeah, I just feel like masks in general. Like at the beginning, don't wear masks, and all of a sudden we do. And I've always, for me, like as a conspiracy theorist brain, I always, and I put myself in the conspiracy theory in a, <laughs> in a way where it's like, I kind of have to put pieces together if it logically sounds right. Mm-hmm. 
then okay, I can go with it. It's not a theory. It's like a legit, like, this is a more of a conspiracy that's true. That's and then, a conspiracy fact, as they say. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm more of a conspiracy fact than a conspiracy theory. Because everything leading up till now has been such a crazy, like, I mean, you had, like, and I was talking to Gary, and I was talking to some other people, and I was like, I told Gary, and I said, you know, like, since 2015, everything's been kind of like Russia this, Russia that, and then once 16 came around, he was like, no, yeah, 16, Pretty much once Trump got into pres being president, it was like the left were doing so many random things that don't make sense. Like right now, the Russian collusion and even like makes more sense than this ever does. And now I'm like looking at it. And I'm like, what's the next crazy possible thing? Because after like the impeachment thing, I was like. What crazy idea are they going to come up with next? And then this comes up, and I'm like, you can't get any crazier. So I'm like, what are the odds that they're going to come up with something even more, like, absurd? Uh, I think there's flip-flop between the disease and, and uh, or the outbreak, as it were, and, and social issues. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Whenever one thing's calming down, and all of a sudden we're in the, the peak of the still the first wave now even though they said it was the second wave to begin with <laughs> you know i think that's half the problem for just the everyday person is they mm -hmm. turn on the news one night and they're saying there might be a second wave coming but we've slowed the curve of this one and then the next day it's we're still in the peak of the first one and then later on in the year there's a second wave what, what i don't know what's going on anymore yeah i i feel like by November, we'll be like, we're in our 20th wave. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, yesterday was two, now it's 20? But it's, I don't know, it's all, like, I don't even watch the news. Like, the only person I yeah. really watch is, like, Tucker Carlson on, like, YouTube or something like that. I do, I enjoy, and I, from what I heard, he might get fired just with all the backlash. But, for, like, just watching him just take out both parties, like, anyone... Like, anyone who's just going crazy, mm. it's hilarious. Like, when Chaz or Chaz or Chop or whatever that... <laughs> like, when that actually happened, I literally thought it was, like, complete parody. I was like, Mel, Mel Brooks wrote this. Yeah. And they filmed it. And now we're watching it. And I'm like, two days later, I was like, no, this is true. Like, this doesn't make sense. I saw this great uh, meme of... Uh, it showed, um, you know, like, farm farmers in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, you know well-kept farms and it shows a picture of jazz with their like plot of mud in the middle of the, the grass like this is our garden wasn't it uh, like wasn't it a tarp and then they put dirt over it something weird like that and it's like all these kids that don't know how to like do simple farming well, stuff that keeps you alive right yeah and then I, I what i got a kick out of it was they um they invited homeless people over, and then they all steal their food. I thought that was hilarious, and I was like, "Wait a minute! It didn't even, like, it didn't have time to grow in like a, a <laughs> night. Like what? <laughs> what did you hear? They uh, shut it down now? Yeah, the, I've seen the videos. It's pretty funny. Like that mayor. Well, I mean, no one's gonna call her out on it, but no people who are paying attention are like, "What are they?" Yeah, I. Like, there, I, I tried to wrap my head around and try to have some empathy of, like, what was, what has been going on in the past, like, month. 
but it's like I can't like there's no I don't have I don't, I don't know like I can get behind the whole like when they were protesting totally can yeah and stuff yeah. I'm like cool do that like I watched the video I mean I have some there's some theories behind all that but like watching it I was like man this yeah protest but then it when it flipped over to like let's burn down an entire city I was like nope uh, you lost me <laughs> that's that's something I find funny they were when uh, I think it was in France or somewhere yeah it was in France when they were doing their yellow jacket protest oh yeah and it was peaceful and it was happening like they were doing it once a week like mm-hmm. clockwork pretty much saying to the government like we're tired of you mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it became violent because a group had infiltrated it and turned it violent Mm-hmm. Just their part of it, not the regular people, but of course the media is like, oh no, these are all the same people. But now when it's here, and it's the exact same situation, you had people who are protesting peacefully, mm-hmm. and then others using that as an opportunity, they're instantly on it, going, yes, this is a completely separate group. When it was in France, they were all one group, but when they're here, it's oh, they're separate. They have nothing to do with that peaceful protest. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like there's a you know. A rule for one group and a rule for the other group. Mm-hmm. And it was okay to not to be in crowds during that time, but now we have to be separated. Exactly. I look at it that like that's with the protests and then the people who cause violence. I always look at it as like that's your free speech protest. Yeah. Like that is your right, and then you get to the um, the violent part. And I forget what it's called. It's like when you call, you might know it on the spot. And I can't. I keep forgetting the term, but it's when you call fire in a building, hmm. and there's no fire. Yes. And it's like I can't um, remember the term, but yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna drive me nuts. Watch, like later on, it's, in conversation is gonna pop Speech up. Speech to incite fear or, or, or something like something that. Like, like that. Yeah. To me, that's, that's how the only I illegal speech. Yeah. it's... To me, that's how I see it as, like, this is, you're inciting violence on something that is trying to be, I'm not saying the whole protest can, was all peaceful, but I'm just saying, like, there's some, I can get behind why they wanted to protest and stuff, but, I mean, there's always a problem with that group that protests, that's been doing it for every election year, but not in between. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, we can conspiracy theory a little bit and say, I think a vast majority of the, a bigger majority or maybe a bigger minority is probably the better way to mm-hmm. say it, than usual is paying attention. Yeah. To what's going on. Not everyone's at the same level, mm-hmm. which is fine. No one should. We shouldn't all be at the same level. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this situation. But you know, people are waking up at different rates but more than ever and the only way to stop something like that is to divide the people right and the fastest way to do that is to trap us all in our area and then start having a division something that becomes divisive and we all argue over forgetting mm-hmm. the fact that we just learned all this stuff that should be uniting us mm-hmm. now we're dividing ourselves and complaining I mean we have the right to complain about the, viol- the the violence and the looting, but it because it's related to the protest because it's at the same time it seems like we're attacking that, but that's not what we're trying to do. Right. We're trying to separate it as well, mm-hmm. but it, it it comes off wrong. Yeah, 
And I... No, that's actually a really good point. I just feel like when... And I lost my train of thought. There's one thing you mentioned. I was like, ooh, I... But it's... Well, let me put it to you this way. Okay. My journey started in 2008. Learning stuff. Because I was in the military and Mm -hmm. was doing things. So I worked for the people I no longer like, in a sense. (laughs) The people that I know were causing things to happen. Doesn't mean I was doing those things, but I worked for them. Yeah. And paid attention. And uh, it was... uh, I got out of the military. I was like, 2013. Yes, because that's when the Niners lost in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I remember that. That was the year that they uh, uh, scrubbed the internet of uh, conspiracy websites. Just shut down the. Truth oh yeah, movement. that is. And I was a big, not like a big contributor, but I was a big follower of it. And one day it's there, and the next day I'm like, "Where are all these websites I used to go to? Mm-hmm. They're gone." And it's now at that point I've been paying attention to it. We have this roughly about the same amount, if not more, of these sort of truther websites. Yeah. And so. I thought the whole plan was use YouTube to censor everybody and control it that way because YouTube's the biggest platform for it. Yeah. And then this came along, this the COVID, and then the protests, and I'm like, oh, they're not just doing a one a one test, they're doing all the tests at once. Yeah. I remember when I did a YouTube show on YouTube, <laughs> and it wasn't a you. I don't even know why I said a YouTube show. It was a movie channel... That I just asked questions, and I think I mentioned this to you, and I got re- I got all three flags, all in one video, and it was about the whole like why the difference between someone asked me questions like why do men get paid more than, uh-huh. as actors, and I was like all right I'm gonna explain this but I'm gonna word the question better because I felt like it was very much like. I got you. Huh? It's loaded, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's like pretty much you put in, you load up a whole entire revolver, and it's like, bam, there it is, You're like a shotgun. But, and it to me, how I looked at it, if the question should have been asked, why do some actors get paid more than other actors? That's how I saw it, and I explained it, like why. And Wonder Woman was probably the best example. Like she was getting paid, I think, three hundred thousand. Now she's gonna get paid way more because she's a B actress. That was that was her breakout role in a sense yeah her first leading role right and so and some people say no it was um justice league or batman v superman one of those and she I was, was like, there no. for five minutes yeah the, that's the, the biggest league. role she had prior to that from what i remember that was a, a hit was was fast and furious yeah and she did good as wonder woman and yeah. like now she's getting paid so i did a whole entire video of it like explaining like the difference of it and instantly like youtube just was like three marks your show is like off and i was like i typed in and they you can re you can like rebuttal or like yeah, you good can, luck with that and i said i'll put i'll take you guys to court and i'll sue you very easily and it's not going to take me a single dime <laughs> they put the video back up and put my whole channel and i was like i'm not i get so i got in a way i got censored on that for like stating factual things Is that before or after they put the little information bar underneath the video it was now? it was right before ah. So I got, like, slammed into that group of, like, the Steven Crowder and then, like, all them. And I'm like, I don't even I don't even make a single dime off of yeah. any of my videos. I'm, like, being slammed. Like, so I don't even – even the podcast doesn't even go on YouTube because I know instantly. Like, I guess, like, now on Joe Rogan's podcast, 
there was a guy, I think Brandon Shop. he was talking about how, like, <laughs> we can't say these certain wor- words in five minutes, the podcast. And I'm, like, driving, and I wanted to stop and be like, what? And, like, you can't, like, say certain swear words. You couldn't say certain things in, like, the first five minutes, or else, like, they'll take your take really? the video off. And then if it's, like, streaming stuff, and I was like, holy crap. Like, a podcast is supposed to be, like, literally, like, the definition of free speech. You can yeah. say anything, whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, the owners of YouTube are debating the idea that their platform is public forum. It's not. Wait. It is a public forum. Yes. Because it's a sharing website in a sense. They can put rules up ahead of time, but that's that's a tricky area. You don't want corporations deciding what is free speech and what isn't. The reason why I said it's not is because of all the rules that YouTube puts ahead like they set new rules almost every day it seems and i'm surprised george carlin's videos are still on there oh, sorry i didn't mean to no <laughs> yeah right it just clicked into my head like for example like if you want to look up chucka carlson like you have to do like complete search like mm-hmm. it's never going to be up on because the algorithms and, and stuff. the algorithm is stupid even on like i have an instagram page for just political memes and they've figured it out and I keep forgetting that Facebook owns Instagram and so even like on Facebook I'm some like almost completely fully shadow banned on a lot of things and so like on and it's not even with my other Instagram my personal Instagram pages with or the company coffee shop Instagram it's just this one Instagram where it's like every so often I know they do the sponsor thing but if you go into the search it's like everything of like the transgender people, like all these things that are just very left leaning. Mm. And it's like, what? I, I did not search any of this stuff. Like I've never <laughs> been in the search lane. Like why? So it's like, it's really crazy. Like how, and like they figured it out. Like you can do two of the pages that you're following. And then we're going to do five or so of the pages that are just sponsors that have yep. nothing to do. I'm like, this is crazy. They've like, Oh man, like you can't go anywhere without being like, if you have somewhat of a, you can do like 0.01% of a somewhat of a conservative thinking and then you're like completely like all these crazy things are going to happen. And I'm like, dang. So I put on Facebook, I put my mask thing over my face. I was like, good luck trying to find me, Google. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I mean... I wouldn't say as I'm a conservative. I'm more, well, actually, I'm just constitutionalist, straight down. Yeah. Like, those are the rules. That's why we have this country. It's, it was put in place to protect us. Mm-hmm. It gives the people the power. Let's follow that, shall we? Yeah. As best as we can. Obviously, each area has its own little rules mm-hmm. based on what is going on in those areas. But even as that, people get upset. You know, it's like, well, this is what it says. Well, that's not right. Well, that's our country. You know? Yeah. That's what the amendment says. What do you want me to do? I feel like I'm leaning more towards a constitutionalist. I'm definitely more libertarian conservative, but with everything going on, I'm pretty much like, all right. Like, I don't think you're rich enough to be a libertarian conservative. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people who are just very, like, a lot of rich people who are very libertarian conservatives. Yeah. 
in there. I was like, so when did you become libertarian conservatives? Like, uh, when I started making this much money. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you have to be pretty rich. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a playing field. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing against that belief system of libertarianism. No. It's, it's probably the closest thing to what a true liberal is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, at least what liberals were in the olden days. Um, yeah. So I, I don't have anything against it. It just seems to me everyone I come across is a rich person. And I'm like, well, of course, it's easy for you. I'm yeah. the one struggling over here trying to believe in this. Mm -hmm. So. But I, I mean, because when people ask me what are your political views, it could be random different things. It could be conservative. I would say a little bit of libertarian. It could be nationalist. When I mention that, people are like, oh. I'm like, no, oh, there's a difference between white nationalists and nationalists. Two completely different things. Or constitutionalist, which I'm leaning more and more towards every day. Where it's, it's like, a, it's a safer place to be. Yeah, I feel like, because I was talking to one person who's I have a very. I would I would say used to be a good friend who's now a very progressive liberal. And he is still kind of understanding, like, yeah, constitutionalists are probably the safest, because it's like, it's there. Oh. If you have any questions, just read this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very simple way to live, you know? Oh, yeah. So whenever something happens, people ask me, I'm like, well, what does the Constitution say about it? Well, the president should do something. Well, it's not his job. <laughs> You know, I feel if like we don't know if we don't know how our government works. Of course, we're going to be pissed off mm -hmm. more than we need to be. We should be yeah. pissed off any case because that's the best way to keep track of government. But we're being pissed off for stupid reasons. Yeah, I feel like the weekends I have to take a week, like the weekends off of social media, or like take a few days off because man, it's like it's, uh, it's crazy. So like. I started doing this podcast like almost like every other day and then I was like, man, I should like keep track of work. That's a little bit more important. I'm getting paid doing that. This that I don't get paid. I just do it for fun. Yeah. And it's just seeing so many things and just like bombarding on every little thing. Like it's crazy. Like I mentioned All Lives Matter on Facebook in a comment thing. I Because I posted, it was hilarious, it was a meme that I made, but someone took it literally. <laughs> The and best then way to take it, right? I know, right? <laughs> it's a meme, but it's like an actual factual meme. There's like you can you can't like go against it. It was a change change my mind thing. I was like mm. BLM is Marxist. Changed my mind. Just as like a funny ha 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 thing. And someone's like on Wikipedia sent a screenshot of it, and I was like, Wikipedia is like the worst like source of news. Like I can go in and edit things. It's not hard to do. Yeah. Exactly. And it just went into this whole entire crazy thing of like and then I, I mentioned all lives matter and he goes, Only white racist people say all lives matter and I said I was like, so the Hodge twins, who are two black twin brothers, conservative comedians, are white and racist. Like I didn't say that to him. I was just like, So these two guys and he wouldn't like back down and I was like it's crazy to think that like if I say something people just freak out and I'm like it's not it's nothing bad to say that no like, that, that's a very inclusive uh, thought yeah you know, it's, it's all people not 
one group of people, and I, I understand why they're saying it. Right. No, I totally do. But they don't realize they're playing into that divisive uh, nature of the situation. Mm -hmm. If you want it to be just about one group, then you can't demand the other group to help you. Yeah. But then when they, if you're demanding them to help you and they come to help you, then it should be about all lives because everybody's mm -hmm. involved. Right. I, I was thinking of uh, getting a shirt that says, no lives matter, that way I'm not pissing one group <laughs> off, I'm pissing everyone off. It'll be safer that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's what the media and schools have been training people for mm -hmm. a long time now to hear buzzwords is what they used to be called. Now they're trigger words and lose their mind. They have buzzwords to make them feel good about themselves, like they're doing something important, mm -hmm. and trigger words to make them angry at other people. Yeah. And it's a dangerous environment, because words are, unfortunately, the only way we can communicate. Right. And if you start taking that away from people, the social interaction of, of, of talking, we're not going to solve any problems. We're just going to keep hating. Yeah. I know, because when it's... When he mentioned that, he goes, oh, you're triggered because I said this. I was like, dude, I'm not triggered. Like, I've been called Nazi, white supremacist, white nationalist. I've called been called everything under the sun just because of who I voted for. I'm like, huh? And because I'm white. Like, and I told him, I was like, and I, don't, I was like, I mentioned something, but I was like, uh, I'm not all the way white. I'm part Native American, so technically oh, you... So you stole the land from yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Oklahoma now. <laughs> oh, but funny. my friend even mentioned that because he jumped on, he's all like, does he know? And I was like, no, I don't think he understands that I'm not fully white. <laughs> but, I mean, what's the, what's the idea of we're now using attacking phrases or descriptive phrases or defensive phrases with color right? or race mm -hmm. as, a, as an adjective? It's because you're a white supremacist. Not just that you're a supremacist and you hate some people. That would have been still wrong, because that's not who you are. Right. But that would have been the way to go about it. What did the race have to do with it? I I have no... I never really understood that. I can get behind like people saying you're a supremacist. Okay, totally can... That makes... But I don't get why people have to put like their race color on it. Because what's weird is, and there's some people that I've met here that don't understand. I have a friend from... No, there's a guy that comes into the shop. He's from South Africa. White as day. <laughs> he is whiter than me. But he's... He would be considered African-American. Because he's from South Africa. And a lot of people don't understand that, like, you can be from Africa and not be black. Like, it is possible. I've seen it. I've seen a yeah. black Irish guy. I've seen an Asian Irish guy. Like, I, those are... Those are rare, but those are possible. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's called who you get with and hook up with. <laughs> it's, it's, it's biology. But it was, um, yeah, and like the whole like with Black Lives Matter, like I'm, when I, I never really, I don't support Black Lives Matter, the organization. I can get behind the fact that yes, black lives do matter. So does every other race and every other person. I consider it a, we're a human race. And when they were um, saying, <laughs> when um, they had Black Lives Matter had people, white people, get on their knees and apologizing. And like the Hodge twins mentioned this and I thought about it too. I was like, they're doing literally like 
Black Lives Matter is literally agreeing with the white supremacist group that white people are more superior by making white people get on their knees and apologizing. Like, and then what they're also doing is at the same time being a black supremacist. Yeah. And I'm like, the irony is right there. Well, I, I find the kneeling thing and, and being former military and having a lot of respect for the flag and the country, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I was like, that's your choice, but you do know you're kneeling, which is a sign of submission. Mm-hmm. People who kneel are usually kneeling to their king. Yeah. You know, they're a subject. They're the property of that person, of that sovereign. Right. And to use that as a way to stand up for yourself, I thought was kind of ass-backward, as, as they say. You know, they sh- I like the, 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 the movement in the 60s where they just put the fist up. No, I, I, they're yeah. standing and they're making a statement. Being on the knee, you're going, well, I care, but I'm I'm kind of submissive about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well then, why would I help you? I think with the whole kneeling thing, it was the best way to get a reaction. I don't know. It's been a long time since someone put a fist in the air. Well, no, like I in think the that sense... would have been just as powerful. No, I agree. I totally agree with that. But I think with how how people are educated. Because I think if you look back, if you show that picture to people now, like high school kids, they're not going to really know what it... They won't know the backstory behind that. They'll mm. think, oh, it's just a guy. It's just a black guy putting his fist up and stuff. They won't realize like he what he did was significantly oh, very and important. And when he did it, too. <laughs> yeah. So I think like with, that's why I say that like Neilan was very... It's more of a um, gut reaction rather than – and it was very well thought out and planned when it all kind of started with the most privileged athlete pretty much. Like the dude – like Kaepernick, when I looked into it more, I didn't – when he kneeled, I didn't get really offended about it. I was like – I just thought like you're doing it at your job. Like that's <laughs> my thing. Like you can go protest and stuff but it like – if like, I have an employee that's like, I'm going to protest at work, okay, clock out and just go. Because I don't think that like, and some people are like, oh, but there's During strikes. During work time and the protest that isn't, you know, that doesn't relate to your work in general, like he could have done it at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, when they go to interview him and he just sits down and, does, and kneels down and everyone's like, okay, why are you doing this? He's yeah. got an audience right there. And you're not affecting the way people are going to feel before the game. Mm-hmm. You're affecting the way people are feeling right there when you have that microphone and that opportunity. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a very passive... Uh, I like I keep saying submissive because I feel like well, you're, 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 you're protesting and giving up at the exact same time. Yeah. And I, I mean, back to when I said employee, like employees can protest, if it doesn't affect the work or it doesn't have anything to do with the work then okay, like, I'm all for that. But I think what's weird is, and some people are saying it was a, a veteran that told him to kneel. Okay, if that's the case, then cool. Well, there's plenty of veterans that kneeled in front of the flag. Yeah, but I feel like how he did it and when he did it and why he did it wasn't all, like, because when I looked into it, I found out he's adopted by a rich white family. Like, <laughs> he was, like, 
everything was literally given to him. So it's like when people, when he's talking about oppression, I've dealt with more oppression than he has because he's lived in a very like well-off family. And I don't even say it's like privileged. I think it's just, he's been comfortable. He's comfortable is probably the best terms. And I don't think he, like there was one picture he's sitting behind, like kneeling behind his car, like saying in front of his like, supercar that he has <laughs> i was like you're talking about this and literally the next thing you know he's got to deal with disney and i was like you're literally like the only reason why you made a big deal about this is because you bitched about it because you bent you were benched by a backup quarterback like that and your contract was coming up that's the only way i can look at it it's like you wanted to make spotlight i and think then, that was the original purpose yeah and then it became something so much but he, lo- he lost his head during that he could have been now, I mean, sports-related, could have been a good quarterback. No, he could have. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say legendary, but people would have remembered him for his skills on the field instead of his yeah. attributes off the field. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he... Well, I think it has a lot to do with his girlfriend, who wasn't his girlfriend at the time. I guess they just started dating, maybe. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I can't say I don't know him personally, but she definitely seems like that type of person that would... Very convincing, and not that she's wrong, but very convincing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It's it's hard. I, I it's like kind of shift to a different part of entertainment. You have like the music industry, and there's the split between NWA, right? So mm-hmm. Ice Cube goes off because he he was pissed or whatever, but he makes a song where he's talking, and this isn't like one of his diss tracks. He just says a line where he's like, "F these guys." This guy and the white superpower that mm-hmm. he represents. But the guy he's calling out is Jewish. <laughs> he can't be a white supremacist and Jewish at the same time. Yeah. yeah don't. So it's like someone told him to say that because he know, knew the guy. He worked for him. Mm-hmm. So someone told him to say that to have that mentality. In... Was it his agent or the producer that he knew? How do you mean? Like that he that he knew the guy. Was it the? That was their. Uh, um, their uh, manager. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Jerry. Oh my gosh. Jerry Heller, something like that. To me, he seems like a pretty decent guy. I mean, yeah. He may, he may be a penny pincher or take more for himself, but yeah. Who doesn't in that industry? Right. But it, it's just interesting. Instead of calling him out personally for the situation, he then says those white superpowers, and I'm like, what? I was a fan of yours. Now I'm confused. Am I supposed to be mad at my own people? <laughs> like, just give me more information. Just one line, but I remember it to this day because mm-hmm. it was the first time where I thought, "Wait, what did my white people do to Ice Cube? Like, what have I, what have I done?" Right. You know, this was me as a young kid. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's kind of like people like right now are talking about Malcolm X, Malcolm X, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of, you know, Black Panthers and the Black Lives Matter, kind of same thing. They weren't really a, a violent group. Mm-hmm. It became violent. Yeah. Somebody infiltrated and made it violent. And that's when Malcolm X went to uh, Mecca, because he was uh, Muslim, mm-hmm. went to do his prayers. And according to him, from his own words, was he saw people of all races, creeds, together as one. And he realized that's not how it is in America. Yeah. And he came back, and he, he said it in a way that I thought was very kind of special. He said... Let us take care of ourselves first, then we'll work on joining back together. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't like, leave us alone because you're ruining everything. It was, let us figure out how we're going to build our community together as a people. And then once we figured that out, then we'll merge back together. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very powerful. What happened? He was killed by his own people. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Well, I... And I feel like that's kind of this movement. You have the really peaceful protesters, and this other group is killing it. Mm-hmm. It's like we could have had unity and everyone be standing there together. Yeah, because I think this is the first... First, like, major protest that I think well, almost everybody could actually stand behind the fact that what was going on was like, all right, like, okay, this cop is a jerk. It doesn't make all cops bad. It's nope. just those group of cops. It's it's a scary world because most people know someone who's a cop or knows a cop, mm-hmm. and it's usually a guy you like. Yeah. And you sit there and go, well, he'd never do that or she'd never do that. And I, I but when I got out when I was in North Carolina when I was getting out of the military, some of the cops there were jerks. Mm-hmm. They had power and they abused it. Yeah. But if people don't stand up right then and there when it's happening, it's going to just keep happening. You stand up there, you're stopping that one thing from happening. And maybe you open their eyes to the fact that, hey, people are paying attention and seeing that we're kind of jerks. Yeah. You know, filming it's not going to do anything. Mm -mm. It's just going to stir up a hornet's nest. Mm -hmm. Into, you know, actually involving yourself. There's this elderly gentleman who drove a car. Pulls into the Jiffy Lube where I was sitting with my car. Cops come in, pull, you know, start hassling him. He's like, well, I had to do this and that. And I went over there and tried to help the, 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 the elderly man. And they didn't want any of it. They're like, this doesn't concern you. And I'm like, actually it does because I feel like you're taking advantage of this man. Mm-hmm. So I'm just here to make sure everything is fair. And then they start wanting to see my license and my identification. I'm like... I'll give you my identification when you get your superior here. When your supervisor's here, I'll comply with everything. Mm-hmm. Until then, I'm not giving you anything. So yeah. they called their sergeant in, and everything was fine after that. And what had happened was he needed to get a smog check, and he also had his license expired. So he's like, well, I'm going to go get my license, and then go get the smog check. He goes there, they tell him, go get a smart check. So he drives over there, and the cops pull him over for not having an expired license. Jeez. And I was like, you couldn't give him, like, help him out? You're trying yeah. to give him a ticket instead of helping him out. And I was just, that's kind of like, they obviously had a quota, or maybe felt, hey, we're taking it out on this guy. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not saying I was a hero, but it's just like, more people just said, hey, let's keep an eye on the situation. Maybe more people will follow their rules. No, totally. I totally see that. And I know, like, if it, if I was a cop and that happened to me, I'd be like, yeah, get your smart check and go get your license fixed. Right. Because I know... Plenty of people like that. Because the DMV is kind of a pain in the butt about that. They're like, no, you have to do your smart check for it. It's like, why? Like, my driver's license has nothing to do with my car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, oh, like... Because I'll mention, like, when it comes to, like, driving, like, people say, like, driving is a right... And I'm like, no, that's a privilege. And yeah. they're like, well, healthcare is a is a right. I was like, no, that's a privilege. Health- and then, healthcare is a right, in the sense of you have the right to get healthcare. Yes, in that sense, not like a. It's not like not be provided for free for you. Yeah. And that and I don't. Well, that sounds very capitalist, and I'm not 
full-on supporter of that. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of getting the best deal, that is the best way. People yeah. are complaining, you know, these people couldn't get health care. Of course you can. You go into the ER and you wait. Yeah. That's what I did when I didn't have health care. I just went to the ER. I was like, I'm going to sit here with all these other sick people because I have no money. They can't turn me away because mm-hmm. it's against the rules. So. Yeah. It was. I think the problem was we were looking at these other countries doing it and go, oh, okay, it's working there. But not looking at why it worked there. Just saying it worked there so we can do it here. Mm-hmm. And here we are, stuck in the middle of it. Hopefully it gets fixed. Yeah. But, um, so you sent me a video <laughs> of like three hours. I'm, I'm still tired of it. You're tired of it? Because <laughs> I've watched it twice, so six hours for me. But, yeah. Jeez. I, I, knowing me, I'm going to end up watching it. It's probably the most fascinating, like, piece of video. Like, I knew about, like, almost maybe 90%, between 88 and 90, somewhere around there. Yes. Percent of what was going on. And it's, and I'm still trying to figure out, I think the reason why I'm going to watch it again is because I'm trying to figure out if that's a guy's voice recorded as a woman's voice. Or what? Because it's super weird halfway through the video. Right? Okay, good. I wasn't the only one who thought that. And <laughs> it's it's super intriguing. I sent it to a couple of my friends, and I don't think I don't think um, Gary's gonna watch it. But it's so fascinating with the timeline of everything. Yes. Because it started off really heavy, what seemed like heavy from like the whole pedophile ring. <sighs> like that was they went in deep for like a what seemed like forever. And I was like, are we going to get to something else? Like, this yeah. is, like, crazy. And then it slowly gets into, like, all these other crazy things. And then it gets into, like, the soccer ball. <laughs> and I was like, that might actually be, like, there's a lot of things. Like, the whole JFK thing. That threw me, when they showed this overview of, like, where his burial is. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Because it's, it's. It's very heavily on Hugh and Nod stuff. Yes. Near the end. Which is obviously the purpose of it is to get people on board with that. Yeah. But the reason I sent it to you is it puts everything... Because I have lots of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff all the way back. You know, a lot of the new stuff I'm just keeping up with. Yeah. This kind of... Get, I mean, it's still stuff that's already happened, but it gets out in front of it. It's like, mm-hmm. look at all these things within the last four years right. that have happened and are all connected. Just four years, I'm showing you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. It's just something that's like, this is happening now. Pay attention. Well, what's interesting is I didn't, there's a few things I didn't know, and it makes sense now, mm-hmm. is when he did the the water when he held the water up and you were making fun of him because like oh Hitler held that I was like everyone holds a water like that when he held the Fiji bottle I didn't know that was the whole that was an interesting part I'm still contemplating that one because I think I kind of it has to be a, a, a signal or, or a, a passing of a message in the sense of you know I got you look at this you know I'm perp- and I don't he didn't I, do it by accident he was purposely showing it yeah, and I I don't, like, everything that Trump is doing is not, I think it's well thought out and planned out of, like, how he's doing things. And this is why it makes me more and more sure that he's not a a puppet 
in the political party of any side. I feel like he's more of like, after watching the video, it opened more thought of like, he knows exactly what he's been doing. He's been planning this for a very long time. And I f didn't know he was actually friends with JFK's son. Yeah, Junior, then. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew they knew each other. I didn't know they were actually really good friends. I didn't know that either. I knew they were acquaintances. Yeah, and so, I mean, I mean, they're all in New York and stuff. And, like, he wasn't JFK Jr. a lawyer at one point? Yes. And he was a lawyer and pretty successful. And then he was trying to run for Senate. senator. Same time that uh, Crazy. Hillary was doing it because, you know. Oh, she's crazy. Because she knew she be, wouldn't be in the White House anymore, so she needed another house to sleep in. Yeah. So that whole... I Part of me still doesn't think JFK Jr. is alive. <laughs> They'd be they, impressive. They make a really good case about it and show some imagery and stuff. And I know some people on the video listening to this are probably going to think, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's... It's such a fascinating video to watch because it it's like everything that I knew about the whole like um, people who were traveling to the border. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I like to use that because that's – I like to look at it as like low, medium, high intensity. Mm -hmm. And that's a low intensity. There's no pedophile ring. There's no cults no. or anything. It's just – manipulation of what you see on tv and that's a lot easier to bring to people's attention no it is and i like that because it i mean i noticed it right away when i when they first showed i'm like these people look way too like not tired well, they're, yeah they're doing like 25 30 miles a day and they look like they've showered and bathed and had a nice place to sleep which means somebody's supporting this mm -hmm. whether it's just aid or not so, that part they're not showing and i thought that was odd well like when I saw them wearing the wristbands, and then you see the new Black Lives Matter militia. Wearing wristbands. Wristbands also. And they're always the ones that are on camera. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, they're never, I don't think they, first off, I think those are not real AR-15 guns. I think they're paid actors. Yep. Absolutely. And... Because the only way that I know that is, there was a guy who was an Antifa, Black Lives Matter Antifa, which to me is a very dangerous combination to have that in as one person. If someone's a Black Lives Matter and Antifa, like that's like a super bad combination. <laughs> because those, I think those are the ones that infiltrate things. Yeah. He was holding, I don't know if you saw the video where he was holding a, an AR, a police officer's gun, rifle. And you see one guy literally snatch out of his hands and it was the funniest thing ever because the kid did not know how to use it. And you see this guy just like – and he became very like popular after that video and he was talking – he was like um, a former – I think a former Marines and mm. he was I think a security guy or I forget what he – what his main job was. But then he was like confiscating all the gun, police guns that were being stolen. Like, he had a bag full of guns. Wow. And, like, he was just snatching it right out of people's hands. Right. And it was a big dude. And I was like, nah, if someone, nope. I'll be like, here's the gun. Sorry. <laughs> I won't do that again. So, like, seeing the kids, like, the people who are traveling to the border with the wristbands, looking that at that, then I'm like, oh, okay. 
Hold on. It's stopping now. I'm going to see if I can enter in a new segment. Hold on. Okay. So I guess this... So I'm learning this on like... So if everyone's listening, it goes to like 60 minutes, I think is the top, which is crazy. But um, we might continue doing a two-part or something like that. We'll see how that goes. But... um. You're talking about the wristbands. So yeah. So like the wristbands, seeing that in the video and then seeing Black Lives Matter, I'm like... There's only one person I know who's coming up with this. this it's so Soros. Like, there's... It's obvious. Do you ever watch America's Got Talent? Yes. Watch the audience. People who shout out have different color wristbands to the rest of the audience. People who are on camera the most and are shouting or doing like this. Huh. When they do, like, up close, they have a different color wristband. And it's because when they come in, they say, do you want to be on camera and... Whatnot. Okay. Or maybe they have paid people to say things about certain acts that they, you know, want to go through or they don't want to go through. It was very planned ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, but I knew that going into the, to that video. But even when I was watching, I saw the wristbands, but I wasn't putting it together because I was thinking back to when my friends went to Cancun for spring break and they had wristbands because for their hotel. So I wasn't even thinking like, oh, this is a thing until they started saying it. I'm like, oh, shoot, how did I not notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just, like you said, just makes sense. Then you know who it is. It all goes back to where the money comes from. It's crazy. Same people in every single picture. That's mm-hmm. that's when you start going, okay, they're just taking a picture of the exact same two guys. Yeah. With different people around them each time. So that it was interesting on that, and then it goes into the whole Epstein thing, which was like, I wish they, I wish we could somebody does something on him properly. It was the most like crazy thing I've ever seen, and I'll actually stop this here, and I'll see if I can do an actual second one. Hold on, right quick. So we're back, and. This could be a part two. I didn't know that Anchor FM only does like, the app does like 60 minutes of like playtime. And I was like, huh, that's something I should, I should know in the future now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so back to the wristband thing. In the video, like it's it's crazy after you watch that and then you finally see um, now everything. Like you kind of, kind of see things and it's yep. interesting to see all that. And it's like, it's so, because I know different colors mean different things now on a thing. And I don't know it by off by hand, but I know like there'll be like different people with different colors. Like there'll be like a red, greenish type one or like blue. Right. And I don't know what it's. Each, I don't know what each color means, but each one is specific to someone who's going to be interviewed, someone who's just going to be photoed, mm-hmm. and then people who don't want to be on TV at all. Yeah. Or on camera or photographed mm-hmm. or anything. They want nothing to do with the media. They just want to be in the pack. Yeah. And so then you always see the people with the bands at the, in, in every video. And it's mm-hmm. especially on the news. And, and if you watch that video that I sent you, you, it shows it clearly so you understand it. So now when you watch the news, you can go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That guy's not part of that group. Yeah. So it's. I don't know. I just feel like it's 
like when we had the unemployment rate go down to like 11 something something had to come up and then when the protest kind of went down we had to do something else and then when finally maxwell gets arrested like we're in complete shut like lockdown or shutdown or whatever you want to pick the words <laughs> just random pick a word like it's like i just feel like everything going on there's nothing like it doesn't matter what good will come out it's just like we got to do this and like hold us down and i'm like the more you do it, the more it's like you're just scratching for the silent majority to like make a stand and like it's gonna end so quickly. Well that's what we hope. Yeah. Or it can just be the most brilliant double bluff ever. Get us to do their dirty work, take out the people they don't wanna have to cover up anymore. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that's what it is, but I always play devil's advocate. Yeah, no, it's I could totally see that happening but until it does i i mean yeah the way it's going right now i'm supporting it mm-hmm. you know there's certain things on my list that if, it, if trump doesn't do which he said he was going to do but if he doesn't do i'm gonna be like okay why didn't you you, you had this brilliant plan and, and you didn't do it then i'll start questioning it a little bit more and then i'll try supporting someone else you know who maybe will carry on that task mm-hmm. if he doesn't do it completely and just uses this to wipe out one side so we can be controlled by the other side i'll be fighting him if he yeah. does if he does what i want i'll be supporting him but mm-hmm. i'm supporting him i'm not following him and i i, I make that distinction because i'm not saying i'm anti-trump i'm not pro-trump i'm pro-america right so i'm trying if, as long as he's doing stuff that's making america better and this country better then i'm going to f- support him right and that's i just not like i had to make that statement but it's no i i think it's i don't want people to think i'm blindly following someone just because there's this movement i think it's important to make that instinction Mm. to know the difference like i'm more of like i'll support him i'm not fully blindly following him i just think it's hard when the media makes it out to be like anything he does is like bad like he's pardoned less people (laughs) he's dropped bombs less than most presidents he's done all these things hasn't attacked any countries yet yeah he hasn't and like you could say you you say the the iran iraq thing that could be like you could that's a thin line of like thinking but still he got the okay yeah like, there's a difference between I'm just going to attack you and you not knowing it. Surprise! But, like, him, he got the okay because he asked. He's like, hey, look, there's this terrorist. Can I do it? Yes. Bomb the ever-living hell out of him. And, yeah, we all knew it. And then that they got permission. And I think it was, like, Iraq. Yeah, it was Iraq that gave the okay. Really? I didn't know that. That's, or, that's a neat little see tidbit. Because it's the leader from Iran, right? Yeah, but they did it in Iraq, right? Yeah. yeah. So he asked Iraq's permission, yeah. and they're like, yeah, do it. That's cool. I didn't know that. I assumed he just asked From us. what I, <laughs> From what I understand, he asked, I think it was he asked Iraq if they can do this to get permission to it. Get them there and stuff. Yeah. Up. And so if, I mean, if that's fully true, then cool. Like, so I don't think he's all for attacking countries, and I feel like... What he's doing, I can get behind him and support him on it. I think a lot of what he's doing 
I think when he meant drain the swamps, it's not what we thought the swamps were. It's like when the best analogy I can think of, and people like you just made you just now think Trump's Jesus. Like, no, like when, for me as a Christian, I always look at it as like when Jesus came down, he came down to wipe away our sins. But like the Jewish people were like, oh, you're going to slaughter the Romans and you're going to take over. And so like when, that's the best analogy I can say when Trump says I'm going to drain the swamp. Like we were thinking, oh, he's going to like drain out Congress. He's going to drain out, take like get everyone out that were bad. But I think he's going more into the whole like sex trafficking and like actually going that route to drain out the swamp. It's like much bigger. Yeah. Because after watching the video, I was like, I think he's like going crazy deeper into like taking out people who shouldn't be in charge and have power and who are evil. He, he's going after the people who are doing horrible things, mm-hmm. but the people he can get. Yes. With what he has available. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little bit deeper each time because each time it opens up a whole another angle to it that the public sees and goes, okay, I see what he's doing here, and then he can move from there. Yeah. So if he just went straight for a certain guy deep in it, you know, like, what the heck is he doing? You know? Yeah. And it takes off, like, bit by bit, the public can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's kind of like going back to the to the low-level intensity, you know, where we were talking about the, the wristbands yeah. and stuff. That's easier to point out to people who were trying to show what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with what he's doing. Like, oh, this guy was running this little sex trafficking ring. We took care of him. Oh, okay, cool. All right. This guy was running one across the whole country. We're taking him out. Oh, awesome. This guy's doing one internationally. You know, so it's building up. Mm-hmm. And I... And I think... Because I've always tried to plot how I would, if I was ever president... Right. Do, you know, get rid of the people in there that... Because I don't want to assassinate people, but... Right. You know, bring it to light for the for the public. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good way. You have to go bit by bit. You know, it's kind of like quitting smoking you can't just quit cold turkey without any sort of you know repercussions mm-hmm. well, i guess some people can but some usually you ones. get the you know you get the jitters and yeah that's how people would react if he went full and took everyone out at once you just went what the hell's going on with me yeah, but I, I think with him specifically like i always at the beginning i was like man if he would stop talking <laughs> that was my favorite part I just and, like watching people squirm from it. And, like, I mean, I can get behind, like, yeah, if we stop talking. Because I was, like, I wanted people to understand, like, he's not a bad guy. Like, yeah. He, him as a human, like, okay, his past, maybe, not, I always say, like, if I had a daughter, I would never let her date a man like Trump. Just because he looks like a sleazeball. And, but just with him as, like, a business standpoint, like, he's treating this country as a business. Which is kind of important in the sense of, like, how do we get an economy going how do we do these things to get people working how do we make america become a working place and like that's how i see it now like 20 30 40 years ago probably not like wouldn't have been like that it's funny 20 uh, 30 years ago ross perot ran for president yeah on the exact same idea of running it like a business and balancing Mm -hmm. the the budget and gaining huge traction in, in in the middle down the middle and I can't remember if it was an interview with him. He said that the only reason he dropped out of the race is because he got a phone call one night 
And they said, if you don't drop out of the race, we'll kill your family. He said, I have no idea who it was. I turned straight away to the, to the police and the FBI to investigate, and they could never figure it out. Most said it was probably just a prank call, but that was enough for him to say, okay, I'm not going to risk the lives of my family mm-hmm. to win the election. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. was, you know, I think Trump, if we're saying he's planned this out, has taken that into account. He saw that. And went, okay, I have to make sure they're safe before I do any running for president or any sort of push. Yeah. So it's, but now it's, I don't want him to stop talking. No, it's, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's the things it's stupid, he, funny. <laughs> well, when they, when he mentioned, oh, it is, when he mentions like Kofefe or whatever, like in the video, they broke it down. And I was like, mm. huh. And like all the things he says in his tweets are little codes. Of like what's going on, hmm. and like I feel like he's hinting at people like I got you, like I'm coming for you guys. I think that's yeah. on some of his tweets. Some of them don't make sense. I mean, no matter what, even if Trump is a puppet mm-hmm. and is just the other, you know, two sides of the same coin, he is taking out people who are bad people. Oh yeah, and if nothing else. That right there has made America better. Yeah. Which I thought it was <laughs> But I, I think with, because I know that he had a, a um, pedophile ring team to take them out. Like, he had a group of people. I don't know which area. I know I've seen images of, like, people who are, um, kids who are mysteriously vanished. Mm. And then... They put up that map of, like, the demographic – not demographic, of just, like, er- the areas. And then they put up another map of all the caves. <laughs> Same exact area. And I was like, holy crap. And so I think, like, for me, how I see it is Trump's main goal is to, in the background, take out the as much of the pedophile ring as, as humanly possible. And what's funny is he's still building – a wall, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, it's, uh, in, uh, I went back to college, right? And uh, this one lady came to the veterans club that we had and asked if anyone wanted to help the Monterey Police Department with a, with a project. And it was about um, sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And they wanted veterans because we, you know, we are reliable in that sense and we're going to do our job. But it was basically people who weren't police paying, you know, figuring out stuff. Because Mm -hmm. if they do it, at the time it was illegal. Trump has given them that power now to do stings and and undercover work. Mm -hmm. Whereas they couldn't before. I'm not saying we went undercover, but we could go into those places and look around without being too suspicious. Right. Or what I did is I just studied it all online. And that's when I came across all the international stuff and i'm like whoa this goes super deep Mm -hmm. and so i just sat there just pot putting it all together they ended up canceling the whole thing but i gave everything i had to the monterey police department and they've shut down like 90 percent of it in in this area i mean for the county and everything but they were the start of it and then san jose a buddy of mine works for the san jose police department and same kind of thing happened there i just gave them the website that started me down my path i was like start here Tell everybody, if you guys already know about it, then you're on the right path already. Yeah. And start here, and that'll lead you to everything. And it 
it's when I came across Pizzagate and stuff like that. Before it was big and was like, you know, national stuff, and I'm just sitting there like, somebody's got to do something. These people are too sick in this group. Like, just too many people yeah. connected doing the same stuff to people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just someone's daughter, someone's son, brother, sister, mother, father, uncle. Yeah. Fam- someone's family, and they're being treated like cattle. Yeah. That's that's disgusting to me. I mean, that's a that's the worst human rights violation. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. And I think that um, with the whole when Alex Jones mentioned, <laughs> and I I'm not a big follower of him. I I just think that like what he says sometimes is pretty dead on. And, like, when he was talking about Pizzagate and everyone's like, no. <laughs> and then when Epstein got arrested, all these things came out. And I was like, he's about 90% right about everything he's kind of predicted. on." Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, and I'm like, we should kind of start taking him serious, even though he sounds like a crazy kook. His problem is he gets loud. Yeah. I think that him being loud, that's his, his shtick. Yeah, and that's a turnoff for some people. Yeah, and I'm like, if he didn't do that, and I think that's what makes him kind of likable to a lot of people, is like when he gets all like loud and takes his shirt off. My favorite thing that he said on Joe Rogan was when he goes, "I might be half retarded." <laughs> and I was, he's full retarded. I'll tell you that. He, it's but when he talks about like the Pizza Gate and talks about a lot of the things that we normally wouldn't think about i think it's something like and it does come to light i think we should start taking that serious because a lot of this stuff that like going on with the whole black lives matter thing and the whole like um pizzagate the whole like everything going on that um a lot of people thinking that i'm crazy are going to be like okay you might not be as that crazy as we might think you are Oh, I agree with you. Uh, a lot of my friends who listened to me when I was in the military and then up until 2015 when mm-hmm. I went back to school, you know, they'd listen to me, but they, they didn't believe in any of it. As soon as this hit, I've been getting text messages every day from people like, dude, what do you think is this all about? You're like the only guy I know. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I was telling you about it for years so you could be prepared, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm more than happy to to share mm-hmm. videos and stuff with them, but it's like, I've been trying to show you these warning signs. Yeah, <laughs> no, time. it's, yeah. So, but it, it's, I don't know, with the whole Trump situation, it, he's doing things that I agree with. Mm-hmm. Until he does something I disagree with that is like a full-on attack to the people's rights. Yeah. Then, and I th- Then I'll be, you know, anything that breaks the Constitution, I'll be like, all right, dude. Yeah, I think whether you like him or not, he's one funny dude. He is hands down because I heard now that they're not going to do um, debates, <laughs> and I'm like, man, do you? Well, and, one guy would be hilariously funny, and the other guy would be asleep. Right, <laughs> and I think with my whole thinking is. They're gonna have. They're gonna pull Biden off the ballot and then have someone else come up. That's my thinking. I think it's too late, isn't it? What did they have up to? I forget. Oh, I don't know. I. I mean. You heard Kanye was running, right? Yeah, and I think that's pretty smart. I think there's. I don't think he's actually. 
What if he wins? Kanye? Yeah. What if he just uh, flat out wins? Nobody beats Trump, ridiculous. beats Biden? I'd be okay with it. He's not that crazy. I mean, he has <laughs> bipolar, but who doesn't? But, I mean, it, he'd be better than Biden. I, To be honest, like... He did say, he goes, I'm okay with taking away black votes away from Biden so Trump would win. I was like, you just now gave away your game plan. That's what I think it is. I found that odd. I, th- I feel that was more a ploy. I, I think he would take votes away from uh, Trump more than... Not necessarily. I don't think... I think a little bit, but I don't think a lot. You think black people would just vote for him because he's Kanye West? I think some would. He definitely turned on him when he was pro-Trump. Yeah, but I think I people mean, who are who are black who are going to vote for Trump or who are still going to vote, I think will. But I think you're going to get that minority group, like especially the black votes, who are kind of like up in the air. Mm-hmm. They'll vote for Kanye just because they're like, well, we don't like Trump. We don't like Biden. Mm. There is Kanye. So we'll go. That's the safer bet. And he's been talking about running for like 10 years almost, it seems like. And I just think it's hilarious. And I mentioned, I was like, what if he just picks Elon Musk as his VP, even though he can't by law? But if he could. What's the obsession with Elon Musk? The guy takes Tesla's name and doesn't do anything with it. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the fascination, just... fascinating thing about Elon is, and it's the fact that, and I never was a really big fan of him at first. He was always, like, took money, like, government money and stuff. Like, there's a whole big, like, sketchy thing behind, of, like, how he ended up making that, That's science in any case. Yeah. But it's, like, how Tesla is being run and how he makes the money off of that. Like, there's some, like, really, like, kind of sketched out areas. But him, like now like kind of coming out like against like when he goes i'm gonna reopen like if you're gonna arrest anyone arrest me when they're reopening Mm. tesla place or i'm gonna move to texas i think it was like austin texas he was gonna move to and i was like that's a huge like economic like money right there that's leaving california going to texas Mm. and i think he got red pilled i think he did or he's like you know what i want to make money I want people to make money. I think that's – it's either he got red-pilled, but I think it's mostly him realizing, like, what you guys are doing is really stupid. And you guys need to cut it out. And so I think with him, with him actually supporting Kanye helps a lot. I think so. Because he's like, you know what? Like, I realize what's going on. You guys are being stupid. Like, you guys aren't, you're making this very obvious. Like, you're not hiding anything. So I think that's the fascinating thing. With him in the conservative community, he's, like, this beacon of light a little bit. Like, this hope of, like, okay, there's some hope in mankind in this crazy country. Have you ever read the book, uh, The 5,000 Year Leap? No, I haven't. I've heard of it. Uh, I'll see if I have it. It's. I think you'd enjoy that. But kind of this, like, everything was set up so that we could fix things when it comes to needing mm-hmm. to fix it. But it's just this whole idea that mankind's been trying to do this for 5,000 years. Yeah. And our nation was that leap into getting to that 
mm-hmm. faster. Like it was a leap ahead of everything because everyone else was still in, you know, kings and queens and monarchies and dictators. And we were like, nope, we're going to be free people. And then they're all like, how do you do that? <laughs> I think, so you've, you've heard of the Black Anthem, right? Depends what you mean. So NFL, the first week. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've actually heard that song. It's a beautifully well-written song. It's, it's pretty cool. I like it. I'm like, all right, cool. A little com- little problems with it, though, is it was written by conservative black men for Abraham Lincoln. Oh, really? Yeah, and they it's pretty much like, there goes my phone beeping. And it, it pretty much is thanking Abraham Lincoln, and it's also a Christian song. And I think it's hilarious that they picked that song to play as the Black National Anthem during the NFL. Because I was like, you guys just, like, tarnished Abraham Lincoln's statue. And now you're going to have a song written for him, thanking him for freeing you guys, a Republican, to play (laughs) during the NFL. Like, I was like, you guys really don't know how to pick your battles. (laughs) I find it interesting that the NFL is being political at all about it. Oh, it's money. Oh, yeah, of course. But, I mean, I didn't think they could do that. I think what the, they're, they're saving face. Mm. They are they're realizing we're going to lose a lot of fans <laughs> real fast. The NBA is already losing fans with their whole China thing. Wow. And speaking of the NBA, just to jump in. Yeah. We're told on the news, Florida is now the epicenter of of American uh, COVID, right? Yeah. Well, Disney World opens up and the NBA is planning to play all their games there. Of course, they're, you know, quarantining themselves away from everyone else. But out of all the states, that's the one you pick, the one that's the worst. Seems very... I don't know. It just seems like... You could like... pick California. It's not as bad. Yeah, Texas. It's yeah. almost not as bad. But it's... Where, where else is ESPN? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, New England. Yes. That's a funny thing is you don't hear much in New England area. There's not many cases in those areas. Well, unless you count New York. No, I don't count New York at all. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wait, is New York part of the... New England? I believe so. Delaware? This is five, right? New York's above Delaware, so that's why I assumed. Yeah, it might be. (laughs) It's okay. No one one counts New York anyways. I know, right? I forget it's a state until they remind me. Right? You always think New York is a city. (laughs) Because there is a city called New York. But it's... Like, with this whole, like, I don't know, this, I, because it's the whole, like, and I, on the podcast, a few podcasts, earlier episodes, I called out Christian, like, churches, conservatives, everybody, it didn't matter who you were, with the whole Blackout Tuesday, you put a black image on Facebook to, for solidarity for Black Lives Matter, 
really? And I was like, and you guys aren't going to do it. And I like, and I think that's how I lost some viewership on the podcast is because I blasted them. Like, pretty much just a shotgun blast and, like, just spray them. I was like, you guys are going down. Like, I'm taking, not in a murderous way, but, like, I'm calling you guys out, like, flat out. Like, this is stupid. And it was, and I had a friend of mine, like, thank you for talking about that because they were, it's not doing anything. It's, you're putting a black image. Okay, cool. Like, what's the cause? Like, what are you going to do after? And then literally 24 hours later, bam. The image was gone. Everyone went back to normal. I was like, yeah. your virtue signal. And so that's why I think NFL is doing it. Like chicken, um, Chick-fil-A started doing the same thing. I was like, I can't support you guys. Chick-fil-A? Like, oh, man. They I know. They only like, stay out of this stuff. Dang it. I know, right? But it's – I can't – for me, I can't support anything that's a virtue signaling without doing anything. And what I mean by is like – going out to the community and doing something. That's a much better way of fixing things. Right. And I think with NFL doing the Black National Anthem, you're virtue signaling, and it's kind of like out of pity, I feel like. And I feel like with – because people always complain about like, oh, like minorities are oppressed and stuff. And I was like, yeah – NFL and the NBA are loaded with black athletes. Like, it's very dominantly black athletes. And then I looked at it, I was like, California, like, the minority is white people pretty much. Like, it's... It's at that it's, point, I think. it's. And so well, it's like, when California... We're not, we're not the majority as in over 50%. No. So I think in, like, the next, like, couple years when people are like, oh, yeah, it's like minorities, they're so oppressed. I was like, so us... Like, at what point are we going to be like, so who's the minority? Like, is it that important to be the minority of it? And now you know why white nationalists exist. Because they see it as a genocide of white people. Yeah, and I, to me, I don't see it as a genocide. I no, feel like it's... but I see why they think that. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that a little bit now. But, like, when people use, like, at the beginning of the podcast, like, when I said using words, like... There's no meaning behind it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like when someone says Nazi, it's like, what's the meaning behind it? Like, it's lost its meaning. Or like if – like I know some people are like – I've seen some videos like, is the N-word that important and stuff? And I've, I know some people who are like – who are black and like, it, it doesn't have a, a strong meaning as it does anymore and because it's lost its meaning. And I know like when they mention minority, like they always want to put minority in there to give it that – that big up. It's like, when you use minority, how, why is it so important to do that? Like, why can't it just be like us? Why, why do you think people are so offended of statues, of symbols, of words? Uh, I have no idea. I, to me, I, I don't get, I mean, I, you know me, I don't get offended by that. Right. So I think it's, it's, white liberals who feel guilty for being white and so they want to do something to make it look like they're doing something good and in the end they take out they start tarnishing and destroying statues that literally helped free slaves like the roosevelt one like that statue in new york like they have an indian on one side and then a black guy on 
on the other side and him on a horse. Okay, granted, I can see why some people may think, okay, that might be bad. But Theodore Roosevelt, he was like the man's man of like America. Like he was like, he's, yeah, like there's no, like he wasn't a terrible person. Like he, he looked at America as like America. Yeah. And then like them tarnishing Frederick Rock or Frederick Douglass. That one was the kicker on that one. I was like, you guys officially are stupid as stupid can be. When they destroyed that statue, I was like, that guy was like, and when I, when I say this, I mean it like he was the most, like Frederick Douglass was the most important black person in American history because he helped free slaves. Like you got MLK who was very important. He did the civil rights thing, but like if it wasn't for Frederick Douglass, we wouldn't be able to get to Martin Luther King. True. And and Frederick Douglass's main emphasis was to educate. Yeah. You, you can't free yourself if you don't educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think comparisons of like people like the movement today compared to even just the civil rights, it almost feels like it's like an entitlement movement. And and it sounds so bad to say, but it's like, you have everything those people were fighting for. I don't understand. And maybe because I'm white, I don't understand. And I get that. Yeah. I mean, I've been poor, so I understand what it means to not have things. Mm -hmm. I understand what it means when I look differently to someone else not getting a job because I look like a bum off the street. Yeah. And they look like a clean cut businessman. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I and I have those problems and I can, you know, I can fix those problems just by a haircut, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I choose not to. But it feels like I'm confident in myself, so I don't blame other people. I don't blame mm-hmm. a statue, I don't blame, you know, a symbol, I don't blame a flag. I'm confident in myself and my failures and my my wins, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like everyone now is just like, they feel entitled that they should never fail. And when something stands in their way, they lash out to everything else that could possibly be the reason why this isn't going their way. No, oh, yeah, I totally and this agree. has nothing to do with the Black Lives Matters protest. It has to do with the tearing down of statues, the basically destruction of history if we get rid of that and erase it because it's not like they're stopping at statues they want it out of history books Mm -hmm. we have to learn from this so we don't do it again no matter who's in power it's going to happen again if we don't learn from history well i you know who did all that right hitler (laughs) like burning of the books like i just think i know you (laughs) i'm not getting into that yeah but i mean like that's another rabbit hole yeah, it is. That's a lot. But of it's like it's other countries that do that, and it's like taking away history. Like when they were trying to like do the whole Robert E. Lee thing, and I was like, "You guys know that he only became like the leader because he wanted to protect his land. That was the only reason why." Well, half of the Confederacy was fighting for state rights. The other half yeah. was fighting for slavery. Mm-hmm. But. The North was saying, we're just going to take it from you. And that's why the other half are like, no, you're not just going to come take my land. We're not doing this. Yeah. It's those guys. Go to to that state. Take their stuff. Yeah. So it's like, and I feel like. I'm not siding with with the South. I'm just saying. No. Yeah. Even though I am from the South, I don't side with them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, I just, 
I feel like if people sat down and just did a little history on it, like, they would understand, like, okay, like, these people... Because it's like, yes, back then, everyone owned slaves. The first slave owner, like, I guarantee if you ask them, they would be like, they would pick some Joe Schmo white guy. It was a black guy. He was the first American slave owner. Like, what are the odds? And it's... And I get a kick out of it when I saw, like, Nancy Pelosi and all them wearing, like, garments of actual slave traders. (laughs) Like, so how, like, virtue, like, and no one understands that was slave trade garments that they were wearing. Like, they didn't, people didn't get it right away. True. But it's, like, people who kind of get history a little bit understood. And they're like, uh, that's a little racist. If you, like, that's, that's cultural appropriation, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, the true meaning of it. Yeah. And then we're going to kneel. like... <laughs> No, that, that, that still has bugged me till today. It's so... And there's nothing I can do about it. I think that's why it bugs me. Yeah. It's like, it's with my friends, we can sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And come to a, an understanding of each other. And that's all you can ask for, is an understanding. Like, now I know why you feel this way. You know, now I know why you feel this way. Yeah. Let's see if we can come to a middle ground. And that's really what everyone should be doing right now, but we can't, because... We have to be socially distancing. Mm-hmm. So it's the perfect time to divide the country. Yeah. So we, we can't talk to each other about it. How funny would it be if this ended after the election? Like, bam, it's done. But I feel like it's going to, no matter the outcome, it's just going to get worse. It all, you, it all depends if Trump believes in the outbreak, the way it is presented by the media or not. I don't think he believes it. And I think he'll do whatever he can to stop it. Yeah. I, I, I or, love the fact when he goes, China. <laughs> or he'll be like... Or he, he said in a video where he's all like... He's all like... He goes, the flu, COVID. He goes, we all know where that came from. Or something like that. Like he was, It was a nod to be like, alright, huh, here's a, here's a stick to you guys. It's funny. Like, I feel like this would be the perfect time for him to go... After the Federal Reserve and and uh, the IRS, like this would be the moment to do it. Well, he actually did with the Federal Reserve. I know he started, but to like oh. complete the whole process. Yeah, it would be nice to actually like. That'd be the one thing I would be okay with abolishing is the Federal Reserve. Well, it's it's a useless entity. It, it so is. I had one person like it's so important. I was like, no, it's not. Like. Nowhere in my life has it been that important. No. Like, There's a reason JFK put all the power back to the U.S. Treasury. There's mm-hmm. also a reason he was killed. And I think he, Trump put himself as one of the chairmen in the U.S. Treasury or something like that. Or I think when he's out of office, he's going to be... If that's possible, that would be a good idea. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he would, even though he's not popular anymore, Ron Paul... Use him to uh, head the like take during the dismantling of the Federal Reserve. Put him in charge there. Ooh. But I think he put someone else. I think he put a uh, one of his people, but I can't remember. I know he put John Boyd charge of um one of the libraries of Congress. No, JFK Library or something like that, or oh. Lincoln Library or Reagan Library. I don't know. One of them big. Museum theme of yeah, Jefferson. Or it might be that one. Is it? 
something like that. But yeah, they put him there, and everyone's like, well, why not in this person? But I think I think it happened like last year or something like that. It's it's interesting. Uh, I remember having a conversation over coffee with someone about you know businesses and people who are having to who can't pay their rent. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, then why are they charging rent? And they said, well, because the banks, you know, they have to pay the banks for property tax and this stuff. And I said, why are we charging anybody anything? We're all in this together, right? So right. Everybody should be, we should just say, no debt until this is figured out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay anything back. We're just going to put it on hold. Yeah. You know, the banks aren't going to go out of business. No. That was our money in the first place they were loaning out. So it's not like it's their money. So we go ahead and put everything on hold. People could survive through this. There wouldn't be such stress. Mm-hmm. We need to take that la- layer of stress off of everyone. Because you don't think straight when you're stressed. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I think... Well, now they're trying to go... From what I heard, they're trying to go coin, like cashless. Because supposedly there's no... There's a shortage of coins. Who uses coins? Well, like... Like when like I go to the bank... Money, you mean? They can print money, they just can't make, um, like, quarters and the change, because, um... That's a perfect way to get rid of taxes. It is. I do like that idea. But it's, I don't know, it's so crazy with everything going on. It's like, what is this month going to (laughs) bring? Aliens, okay. If aliens come down, I'm out. I don't, they'll be like, you guys are, nope, we're done. I don't think we're, I don't think they think we're that stupid yet. No. <laughs> I don't think they've seen Independence Day yet. No. That was a good movie, okay? But. No, it was, uh, it's, it's a time where we have to wait and see, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Because that's all we're doing is waiting and seeing. You know, it's different when. You know, there's all the opportunity to work. Mm-hmm. And during this, I know a lot of people have been laid off or on unemployment, and you're just sitting at home stressing. Yeah. Know? And I, I feel like this is a good time to get on a, in, on the internet, get on your phone, get on, get a book, go to the library, read, learn. Mm-hmm. Use that to kind of take the stress away. I mean, obviously, look for a job. We're all trying to do that, but... yeah. You know, in the meantime. No, I totally agree. That's just my message of hope. Yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's, uh. Oh, we should talk about the ending cause of that video because I thought that was crazy. Oh, yeah. But I just, one thing that bugged me, and it's just me because I, I like to be critiquing, is he talks about Tesla and anti-gravity technology and I'm like Tesla never talked about gravity in any of his work yeah I don't he talks about the ether and how to manipulate the ether Mm -hmm. which modern day scientists would tell you that's what he means by gravity but that's actually not what he means it's a different source yeah that one I but the zero point energy has been theorized multiple times it is possible the only problem is people don't realize you need the power source to start it. Mm-hmm. Once it's started, it will take care of itself. But you need a big power source to get it going. Yeah. I. It was weird when they brought up Tesla. Right? Because it was like... His, from my understanding, of, and I don't know much about Tesla, is that it was like 
the whole electricity and like yep. all that stuff. Like nowhere does it talk about gravity. He talks about using electricity to manipulate the ether to change the makeup of atoms. Well, maybe not. He probably didn't even say atoms at that point. But the idea that you, or molecules, the idea that you could manipulate the ether around you, which allows you to move through th things in a smoother fashion, mm -hmm. in the sense of the difference between sliding a puck on a piece of wood and a piece of ice. You've now changed the, the makeup to smooth that surface so it can slide. And the idea is he, he, that you could move things easily across rough surfaces mm -hmm. because you're manipulating the molecules in between the two things. That's why they say anti-gravity because the idea is that it's just hovering off, but it's really not anti-gravity. It's anti-friction, in a sense. See, I can get why they say anti-gravity sounds cooler. Oh yeah, that's what we've been brought up on. But no, yeah, that's what I've always thought it was, not to that level of extent. But I understood it was more, mainly just like how friction yeah. and stuff is, and. Like, I would love to, like, dig more deeper into Tesla and, like, that whole thing and, like, our, um, Thomas Edison. That was a good time frame, I think, for inventors, but also dangerous. Yeah. You're getting loads of money from the government, but you're also looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Thomas Edison owned a film company. Yeah. Which a lot Lights, of people cameras, and sound. Which well, not that many people know. Like, or I should say he he had all the patents to that. I don't know if he invented all of it. I there's a lot of things I don't think he invented. I think he just took the ideas. Yes. But he did it pretty <laughs> good. Which to be honest, I probably would have done the same thing. In the way he did it, yeah, he wasn't vindictive in the sense of he wasn't trying to kill anyone. Right. To take it. Do I think he screwed over Tesla? Absolutely. Do I think he's now caused us to be slaves to the power company? Of course. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was intending that as the ultimate purpose. No, it's just I think we made it. Exactly. So, but, you know, I just find Tesla interesting. But it's all, a lot of people say it's, you know, we embellish his past, his, mm -hmm. his inventions. They weren't as amazing as we think they were. Yeah, I... But he did think on a different way to how science thinks now and that's a good thing because we need to try different angles mm -hmm. anyway sorry no I, yeah i jumped in it's, pretty no i uh, that's totally fine but um yeah i think with the way tesla was thinking on things was much more like not simplistic but just a much better way of understanding things like if you wanted to have a different mindset of thinking okay here's this way but here's also this way and I think he liked to veer towards the opposite direction like yeah. the same outcome but in a different way yeah and we have to do that yeah he uh he believed in the ether and the infinite as that was the unifying force in the universe was the ether. Mm -hmm. It came from two other scientists that came maybe a decade before Tesla became famous. And they had run experiments trying to prove the existence of the ether, which they believe they did, but scientists today say they didn't. Mm -hmm. Albert Einstein talked about the ether all the time until he decided that the theory of relativity and 
his path that way, he couldn't reconcile the ether because the way he was going that way had gravity involved, so he, he was gravity. Mm -hmm. But in the 80s, the United States Air Force team of scientists got together and uh, redid that original uh, group of two scientists experiment to prove the ether, mm -hmm. and they did with the modern equipment. And it was published in 1980, or oh, might have been 1984. Interesting year. But uh, it was in, uh, I forget which science uh, journal it was in at the time, but it was big news. Five years later, NASA comes out explaining, because what they had said was they had proved the ether, and they had also proved that you can manipulate the ether, and that can be used to manipulate and bend things and change. You could bend light with it, you can. Mm -hmm. pretty much been you can do anything with it and then NASA came out five years later in 89 or maybe 88 saying that gravity is the force that bends and it can affect everything it can affect time and light when the five years prior the Air Force was saying it was the ether so it's a battle over which word we're using uh. and uh, and it just goes with the idea that somebody wanted gravity to be that word and that group's trying to hold on to that. Mm -hmm. And then there's other just independent scientists. They're like, oh no, it's the ether. But now gravity has been the dominant word. We don't talk about the ether anymore. Yeah. But they're basically interchangeable in the sense of their properties of what they do. Right. At least in what we know of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows what they can actually do. But it's, yeah, crazy times. <laughs> They just just threw that stuff out at the end of that video, though. You know, like, watching this conspiracy theories. Oh, out, yeah. Nailing all this stuff with all these facts. You go, yeah, I'm putting this all together. And then they're like, oh, and Tesla. And he has all these experiments that we're going to start learning about. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How did we get to Tesla? Because <laughs> uh, I was watching it at, like, two, like, 11 at night. And I was like, getting at the end. I was like, this is a good video. And then Tesla was like, wait, what? Like, you spend all this time... Doing a timeline, I can get behind it, and you throw me this, like, this is, what? That hit me, too. It's like, wow, I can't believe I spent two and a half hours to get to this point. I, oh, it's crazy. But, I guess that's good. You get the information up front that you need. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. But, yeah. But, um, I feel like this is a good podcast. Wow, well, I tried to cover a lot. Yeah. I feel like we tried not to go too far off topic. Yeah, there's a lot of things we could have talked about, but um, I feel like this is a good, good ending. Yes. And then I would love to have you more on the show, and then sure, talk yeah. more about crazy things, especially Tesla and just science. I love and, that stuff. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. And um, I'm sure you'll be on the show again in the near future. And, uh, we might even do a election night podcast thing, which Ooh. would be so fun. Only if but, it goes um, like the last one. I just, oh. I just love watching people going, and they're winning here, and then an hour later, and they lost that state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watching people fail miserably. Right. Totally fun. But anyway. But, um, yeah. So, everyone who's listening to podcasts, you guys have a great day, and enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys.